The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Good morning, I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Here are the stories we're following today. In the latest Fed speak, Chair Jay Powell says that the Fed is focused on maintaining a strong labor market for a sustained period. He highlighted efforts to get more people into the workforce as part of the Fed's push. Actually, it turns out that the, as, a, as an expansion gets longer and longer, um, more and more of the wage gains actually go to people at the lower end of the wage spectrum. So these are, these are really beneficial things. To have that, though, the record is also clear that we need price stability. That's Fed Chair Jay Powell. Powell did not comment on his near-term outlook for interest rates. Separately, Fed Governor Michelle Bowman said that multiple rate hikes may be needed to get inflation down to the Fed's 2% goal. And that's even after the August data showed some of the slowest price increases since 2020. In the meantime, Vice Chair for Supervision Michael Barr said that the Fed is likely at or very near a level of interest rates that is sufficiently restrictive. So we mentioned a moment ago the weakness in crude oil. WTI in New York today down 2.2%. We closed 88.82. One concern here is how those higher interest rates will in turn slow the economy. Now, Citigroup is saying a slowdown will weigh heavily on oil prices next year. Here is Citigroup's global head of commodities research, Ed Morris. We don't think demand is going to come in stronger than expected unless for some reason there's a change in every economist's judgment about where uh, economic growth is going to be next year. But the drag from China, the drag from Europe, and what we expect is a drag from the United States coming into the market really weighs heavily. That is Ed Morris, the global head of commodities research at Citigroup. Now, Citi's latest quarterly commodities report shows the price of Brent crude falling to the low $70 a barrel range next year. Incidentally, we closed today around $90. Citigroup is citing more oil supply coming onto the market as being the main driver for its adjustment. Brian? Well, a little bit more here on AI. J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon says that artificial intelligence is already being used by thousands of employees at his bank. And he thinks that it's likely to make dramatic improvements in workers' quality of life, even if it does eliminate some jobs. Dimon spoke earlier in an exclusive interview with Bloomberg. Technologies always replace jobs. Your children live to 100 and not have cancer because of technology. And literally, they'll probably be working three and a half days a week. So technology's done unbelievable things for mankind. But, you know, planes crash, pharmaceuticals get misused. There are negatives. This one, the biggest negative, in my view, is AI being used by bad people to do bad things. You know, the fact, and I do think, you know, eventually have legal guardrails around it. It's kind of hard to do because it's new, uh, but it will add a huge value. 
J.P. Morgan's Jamie Dimon. Dimon also said that AI can help J.P. Morgan develop new products and improve productivity. Data from the consultancy firm Evident shows J.P. Morgan advertised for more than 3,500 AI-related jobs between February and April. A bipartisan group of U.S. senators is now hoping to meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping on a visit to China next week. The story from Bloomberg's Joanne Wong in Hong Kong. Senators Mike Crapel and Chuck Schumer plan to raise the issue of Micron technology and its ability to do business in China. Micron has been facing an ongoing probe by China's Cybersecurity Administration. The senators also plan to meet with the U.S. business community in Shanghai. Sources say the White House is aware of the senators' plans and encouraged them to go. The visit comes as the U.S. seeks to smooth ties with China after months of escalating tensions. Separately, the U.S. is hoping to arrange a November meeting between Presidents Biden and Xi at the APEC summit in San Francisco. In Hong Kong, I'm Joanne Wong, Bloomberg Radio. We get a monetary policy decision from the Reserve Bank of Australia at 2.30 in the afternoon, Sydney time today. More on that from Bloomberg's Paul Allen. Bloomberg Economics expects the RBA to keep the cash rate target on hold at 4.1% on October 3rd. It's been hiked by 400 basis points since April 2022, and that is the largest and fastest tightening in the inflation targeting era. So far, it's not been enough to push inflation back down to the RBA's 2-3% target. Recent hotter CPI data raises the risk that Australia's central bank could deliver another hike, potentially at its November meeting. But Bloomberg Economics sees the RBA starting to cut interest rates in the first quarter of next year. I'm Paul Allen, Bloomberg Radio. Doug, I've got a question for you here to start off the show today. Uh, Jay Powell talking about maintaining a strong labor market. Is he preparing us for a slight switch on the focus of the dual mandate? That's certainly a possibility when you consider how things have changed in the U.S. labor market on the structural side since the pandemic. I think that is one of the conundrums that the Fed has has to be facing right now. But I want to go back to to the story that we just unpacked uh, a little bit uh, ago, this bipartisan team of U.S. senators visiting China next week. One of the issues we are told that they will raise with Beijing is the ability of Micron technology to do business in China. Micron, obviously, the big uh, memory chip maker. And I say that because the White House now has reportedly given Beijing some fair warning on plans to update U.S. rules on shipping certain semiconductors to China. And basically, this is AI chips along with some semiconductor making tools. Tools, Reuters saying these updates could come as early as October. So I think the timing is kind of interesting. It is interesting timing. And they're also really hoping to help arrange a meeting between President Xi and President Biden, as Joanne mentioned. Uh, in uh, if, if she goes to APEC, we still don't know. It hasn't been confirmed. Uh, it's possible that he won't go because of some pressing uh, concerns at home. However, that doesn't mean that they can't still talk, can't still meet. Uh, they might be looking to do it that way. But I think for a lot of people, uh, they would like to see uh, President Xi attending those APEC meetings. As far as market uh, market movements go, J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley warned again about U.S. stocks today. I'm a little curious about this because the Russell 2000 is now negative for the year. It's down 12% since the 1st of August. Uh, so nothing too frothy there. The S&P Equal Weight Index turned negative year-to-date today as well. Most of the U.S. stock market is not doing all that well. Valuations not particularly lofty, and yet few strategists outside Ed Yardeni 
are positive. Yeah, it's very interesting when you look at today's PMI data, both readings, and I'm speaking here of the ISM and at the same time S&P Global, both numbers coming in ahead of estimates. So the market now is seeing maybe a 30% probability of a November rate hike. Just last Friday, Brian, that probability was only 18%. Yeah, it's very exciting. All right, now it's time for global news. Hard right Republican uh, Congressman Matt Gates is applying pressure on House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Ed Baxter has that story and other global news. Ed? Yeah, that's right, Brian. He's now claiming that there was a side deal between McCarthy and President Joe Biden about funding Ukraine. It is going to be difficult for my Republican friends to keep calling President Biden feeble while he continues to take Speaker McCarthy's lunch money now, in every negotiation. Now, the White House says there's no side deal, and overall whether there's enough pressure to force McCarthy out of position is a major question, and the move to vacate may be losing steam, as a matter of fact. Congressman Jim Jordan, a member of the Freedom Caucus, ex- exclusively on Bloomberg's Balance of Power today, says he supports McCarthy. I know a number of people who were part of that 20 back in January, I think have made statements today that they do not support doing uh, moving forward with the motion to vacate. Uh, I think there's statements out from some of my, my, my good friends and colleagues in the Freedom Caucus, like uh, Scott Perry, I think Byron Donalds, uh, I think uh, uh, Congressman Roy. So um, I think that's a good sign. So Matt Gates may ultimately be standing whistling into the wind when all of this is done. Now, aside from the, the loud noise over the speakership, Bloomberg's Amory Hordern says still a lot of work to do. Two big things to watch out for. One is that Ukraine aid that was not included. And President Biden said he hopes McCarthy takes it up quickly. McCarthy, though, yesterday directly linked it to the border. He said the border is my priority. And then the second thing is, of course, they should be working on those 12 appropriation bills to actually fund the federal government. But a a massive headache and distraction is about to hit Capitol Hill this week, and that's when, as Matt Gates has vowed to to have a motion to vacate for the speakership. Yeah. Meanwhile, the White House today is uh, saying aid for Ukraine is essential. Spokeswoman Karine Jean-Pierre says continued pressure. What we know is that there's bipartisan support for this deal. Again, Speaker McCarthy was on the air multiple times yesterday saying that he wants to, he certainly wants to continue support uh, for Ukraine to get the weapons that they need. And so we're going to hold them to that. Jean-Pierre says there's bipartisan support for aid for Ukraine and it will pass. Civil case alleging Donald Trump engaged in a decade-long scheme of persistent acts of fraud to inflate his net worth is on trial. Attorney General Letitia Arm uh, James is arguing. No matter how powerful you are, No matter how much money you think you may have, no one is above the law. And Donald Trump defiant. Very simply put, it's a witch hunt. It's a disgrace. We have a corrupt attorney general in this state. And if he loses a case, it could be a divorce between him and doing business in New York, as well as a $250 million fine. The arguments have centered on whether there'll be a summary judgment or whether Trump will be able to put up any witnesses. And just a side note regarding Donald Trump, some of the most damning statements reported to have been made by Trump confirmed today by John Kelly, chief of staff, CNN. Kelly confirming Trump said that military people shot down are POWs, are losers and suckers. He's not wanting to be seen with military amputees because, quote, it doesn't look good for me and that he's not truthful on his views about unborn life, women, minorities, evangelical Christians or Jews. Global News powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries in San Francisco. I'm Ed Baxter, and this is Bloomberg. 
The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. I'm Brian Curtis with Rashad Salamat. Our guest is Lorraine Gilbert, CEO of Wealthwise Financial. Lorraine, is diversification more important than ever, or are you looking for some highly specific opportunities? Yes, thank you. I think diversification is key. We continue to see volatility in the markets. We continue to hear a lot of uncertainty with the Fed, and the markets have been responding to that. So absolutely, diversification, which means a combination of equity and fixed income, but all across the board, keeping quality high. I think as, as we continue to slow down in the economy, quality will be important. Yeah, Lorena, when you're looking at these uh, sovereign bonds and the treasury market, I mean, how far can uh, they fall and how high can yields go in the current environment? And uh, give us a sense also of where on a duration you'd like to be and where does it represent best value? Right. So we do continue to see um, we do continue to see decline in bonds with yields going up. And so what we're looking to do is continue to be a little bit beyond benchmark as far as duration is concerned, and then extending that dura- duration as we see prices in the drop. And I, I, we don't know where the end is in sight. I can't tell you where that is, but it will come. And we think that we're closer to the end of the repricing and certainly than the beginning of that. So continue to add in as we see the decline in prices. So we all know the dual mandate for the Fed is uh, stable prices and um, and a strong labor market. Uh, Powell came out and, and talked about the strong labor market today rather than uh, the prices side. Uh, I, I, is that a tell? Yes, I think it is. And I think what we're seeing is that inflation, except for the stickiest parts of inflation, we're seeing inflation coming down, at least the areas where the Fed has more of an impact. And those other areas that are stickier are going to take longer. And so facing, you know, having a focus on the labor markets, um, I think is, is going to be their focus now as well, as they've been focusing mainly on inflation. And they're trying to get this right. They're trying to slow down the economy without crushing it at the same time. Well, is that possible? They have to cause some damage in order to get uh, uh, inflation tamed entirely, surely. I agree. And, and that's why I think that ultimately we know the next recession will come. We just don't know when it will come. But certainly there's going to be a slowing down of the economy. And the idea of a soft landing is um, 
I think, you know, a, a lot of people are saying, yes, we're there. But what I'm saying is ultimately we're going to have a recession. If we end up with a soft landing for now, that's just pushing out the reality of a recession that will hit us later. So one way or another, the economy will get to a point, we will get to a breaking point, and we will have a recession. Well, you've got Atlanta Fed GDP now up around 48 to 4.9%, and you have companies uh, and analysts still raising uh, earnings projections. Uh, so I wonder, when is that? When is the doom coming? Yeah, and I think, right, right, right. And I think that when we look to Q3, I think we're we're probably coming out of an earnings recession. Um, ex- expectation of flat, flat to a little bit above flat on year-over-year earnings. So, you know, we're seeing a positive movement. And I think we're also in Q3 coming off of lower baseline effects that will help the earnings in Q3 as well. And we'll know that that ultimately will move the market. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street. Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcast. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices, Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.